recorded live. Hey, how you guys doing? This is the producer from Brothers Comics. Uh, welcome to podcast number 46 of Brothers Comics. I am your host. Um, if you heard the introduction music, that is from Netflix's new Luke Cage series that just premiered this past weekend. Um, and we're going to promote we're going to, uh, you know, talk a little bit about Luke Cage on the second half of the podcast. On the line tonight, as always, on my two people, uh, we have Female Perspective. Say what's happening, Female Perspective. Hola. And then we also... Hello? Yes. No, okay. Yeah, y'all are cutting out already. Sounds like kind of choppy. I don't know why. Yeah, we can hear you clearly. Are we still? Um... Yeah, it's it's. Oh, don't, oh, okay. Yeah, we're fine. All right. Uh, and then also on the line, as always, is Big Hutch. Say what's up, Big Hutch. Big Hutch in the house. Yeah, there's some energy. All right. Um, so, as always, we have to start off with what you're drinking, or if you're drinking, I would imagine that we are. What are you drinking, Big Hutch? We're drinking Granite Coke, Salmon. Nice, very nice. How many, uh, are we on, only on the first bottle, or are there multiple? <laughs> I'm only having one glass tonight, but it's a big, glass. There you go. Well, you got to make it with what you got. Are you on the same thing, female perspective? That would be correct. All right, nice. And I've... Taking your wine choices there, and not one of your choices, but I'm on a sweet Riesling tonight because I have to get rid of the bottle. That's basically it. Uh, so we're on this tonight, and um, yeah, that's about it. So we missed you guys for the podcast last week. I did a solo podcast, my first time ever doing one. Um, it was weird with not y'all there. And as I said on the podcast, I wasn't, you know, Bobby Brown and you. I wasn't going solo or anything like that. It was just a lot of the social stuff that happened last week. I just felt... The, need to burden that off my chest. Uh, so that's why the primary reason that I did it. Um, sadly Michael. and unfortunately. What? Thank you, Michael. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know, man. You're, you're, you're no Tito, bro. You're, you're more germane. And, and, uh, and you're more germane. And in a female perspective, you're not Reba. Not Reby. You're, you're, you're more Janet. How about that? Oh yeah, that worked. That worked. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. See, I gave you a good, I gave you a good Jackson. I didn't give you a terrible Jackson. Really <laughs> was hot though. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But so was Janet, and not like she wasn't. So, but right. Anyway, so let's get started. Um, I got some sounders. I'm gonna try to do the sounders here for the podcast. See if you can hear them. We have a sounder for the box office report. Um, let's see if it'll work here. Hold on, I gotta get it queued up. This takes forever. Hold on. Uh, uh, uh. Here we go. Box office report uh, this week is female perspective counts us down from the weekend movies from five to one. There's a couple of stop signs in there. So what was the number five movie female perspective? Oh, give me just a moment. 
Okay. Um, from five to one, we're looking at five at Sully at 8.4 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, short is 13.8 million. Three, the Magnificent Seven at 15.7 million. Okay, there's my first stop sign. Hold on. That was my first stop sign. Um, has uh, either of y'all seen any of the first three movies, I guess? No. No, okay. And then my stop sign was about the Magnificent Seven. I, I said on the uh, the solo podcast that I don't mess with Westerns. I just think they're such a relic. I don't even bother with it. Like, I've never liked them. Never liked, I never really played Cowboys and Indians or anything like that. Like, it's just never been something that appealed to me. So uh, how y'all feel about Westerns? Big Hutch. Uh, as far as Westerns go, I can I like them. I, I, I love Unforgiven. Uh, I like Pale Rider. I watch them. I mean, they're something. Okay. Female perspective. I'm not big on Westerns. The only Western that I've seen recently that I really really liked was the one with Sharon Stone. Um, Is that with the la- the all the ladies one? Yeah. No, no, it wasn't all. It wasn't an all-female cast, but she was the main character. Right. Really. She was basically kicking ass. Oh, it's the quick and the dead. Yeah. yeah okay. With Gene Hackman, of course, I love Gene Hackman. Um, mm-hmm. and he plays Chillin. And yeah, that now that is a really good Western movie. <laughs> and it also had um who else? Leonardo DiCaprio. Young Leonardo. It had a great cast, and that also added to it. It had a young. Young Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio, Russell Crowe was in it. Um, yeah, David Keith, Keith David, yeah, Keith yeah. David, Lance Hendrickson, um, so Gary Sinise. It had a lot of um, a lot. It had a really good cast, but it, it's a good you know western as well with a okay. female. So yeah, yes, right. that's a plus. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. Uh, shouts out to Bison for life. He was like you know, why do you hate Westerns? I'm like, uh, I I wouldn't say that I hate them. I'm just indifferent to it. Like, well, I mean, hate might be better. I just hate, I don't, it just don't appeal to me. Like, I just don't care. I just never, nothing about a Western has ever been like, you know what, that's a really good movie or that pulled me in. So I just, so as much as I like Denzel, I I, I probably will never see The Magnificent Seven. And I can't rarely say there's a movie with Denzel that I won't see. But but you never saw the the original Magnificent Seven? I mean, I've seen bits and pieces of it. Yeah, I've seen yeah. bits and pieces of it. But, I mean, again, it never appealed to me as a kid. And, I mean, I, I don't – you're just remaking a movie that, for me, really wouldn't do much for me. So, yeah, that's a pass. Uh, what was number two? Number two was Deepwater Horizon at 20.6. That's the one with yeah. Mark Wahlberg, I think. Right. Yeah. yeah. I had a stop sign there, too. Um yeah, it's with Mark Wahlberg and Kate Hudson, and the note that I put in there was like, "Is there is there another movie that has two more hateable actors in it ever?" <laughs> uh, there probably is, but yeah, it would be a close tie because yeah, it, I don't hate Mark Wahlberg, but it's yeah, I don't hate him. I, he's just not a good actor. He right. really isn't, and I'm surprised that he gets as much work as he does because he's. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna guess that he's he's probably EP on the somewhere. Yeah, oh yeah, you're right. He does produce uh, a lot of his own. Right. So that's yeah. Right. 
Yeah, because he's hiring himself. Right, pretty much. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I get it. I just, I mean, Kate Hudson's been riding um, uh, whatever that movie was, that Cameron Crowe movie, for 25 years, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. and she, I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I can't. I, I mean, I'll, I'll, well, no, but she is famous because we keep seeing her and dealing with her. But, like, I, I, let's, let's, let, let's say you give her almost famous. Give her almost famous and give her How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Can you what? name another Kate Hudson movie that you enjoyed? No, no, there ain't no. I didn't, I didn't enjoy the two movies. For the most part, when I see her in a movie, I'm trying to. Her. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I have. She is the worst, man. She's the worst of the worst. I don't think. I don't think she. Uh,
Well, I mean, like you pointed out, he doesn't really work with a lot of black actors. Even um, um, Samuel Jackson said, you know, when he was told that Tim Burton wanted to work with him, he was like, really? (laughs) (laughs) Black people, so yeah, I think he was surprised. Right. uh, yeah. And what did uh, Sam in one of his movies? Well, I, I mean, he works in the house of some sort of some way. I don't really know exactly what it is, but um, yes, he's like one of the, and people had pointed it out online, was like he's one of the only black actors that ever really appear in any of his movies. And we're going to come to Sam and Jackson later because he might get an STFU. But um, basically, I put out there on Twitter, and it got retweeted a lot. So he made this Brady Bunch quote. and I mean, Big Hutch can tell you, I, I can probably quote you line for line pretty much almost every episode of Brady Bunch. And um, I know exactly the episode that he was talking about. It was like, a, you know, they were trying to spin off an episode of the Bradys with this family that had adopted this, you know, these two kids. One was Asian, one was black. But other than that, you really didn't see any people of color on any of the Brady Bunch episodes if they weren't like a famous person making an appearance. Yada, yada, yada. I was like, okay, so he was okay. He was mad that he got offended with that those two characters being on there, but he wasn't offended when Cousin Oliver Hutch was on there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what happened to Hutch then? He's gone. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So he was okay with the Cousin Oliver, but he wasn't okay with a black and an Asian kid. Like, that's, like, unacceptable to me. Like, it's just... That doesn't work. You can't use the Brady Bunch as your example of diversity or lack of diversity. And so, you know, I don't mess with Tim Burton movies anyway. I know y'all have probably seen a lot more. Y'all are more kind of art housey types of movie people. Um, I have. I'm mean, let me go through some of the movies of his that I've never seen, like all the way through. He did Beetlejuice, right? Yeah. Never seen it all the way through. Uh, Edward Edward Scissorhands. He did that too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Never seen it all the way through. Um, Planet of the Apes. Never seen that's, it all the way through. Now, that, now that's kind of fun. Now putting that, putting his comments, comments about, and then looking, going back and look at that movie, you understand why it was done well, the way it the was. Planet of the Apes is basically what would happen if Negroes ran the planet, and that's right. I mean, that, that's just been a ha ha flight on their side forever. Right. And that was my point, too. I was like, yeah, that was his black movie, was Planet of the Apes. Right. That was his, his attempt at diversity, you know? I mean, Spielberg purple or a color purple. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, I'm sorry. It, that just, that, that answer didn't fly for me. I mean, you know, he, he, it, he just made the situation a lot worse where he should have just said, you know what? We probably should have done it. That was our mistake. Move on. But he doubled down. And, you know, and I don't know if the movie is any good or not, you know, but it's got a huge budget and made like a quarter of its budget in the first week. I don't know if it's got long legs enough to, you know, to make back its production budget, but I'm sure it'll play well in Europe and whatnot. So it'll be profitable. But, you know, there's no there's no downside for a white director doing or saying anything like that because they'll they'll still get work. I mean, it really doesn't matter. Right. But that tells you where he's coming from. And that's where Hollywood is. Doesn't he doesn't work with you don't, don't care. African American actors. He don't care. Yep, he don't care. He don't right. care. He doesn't care. It's like either you take it or you don't. Right. That's right. what they do. They'll keep sending movies in World War Two, World War One, mm-hmm. the punk era. They'll keep doing those those historical pieces. 
where blacks ain't around. If they are around, they yeah, yeah, or being subservient to, to, yeah, yeah. Cyprus, yeah. So, yeah. And then, and then it puts Sam Jackson in a position as, like, when I first read it, I was just like, you know, fuck Sam Jackson for saying this, but also know that, you know, Sam's also, he ain't never seen a check that he didn't cash, so, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's, the, and, and I understand it from that part about his hustle. But like he was forced to put it, be in a position where it was like, you know, I like you said, like I'm not really sure. Yeah, I guess I'm one of the first. He's like, you know, but Tim's an all right dude because he has to, you know, sell the movie so it can make money, so he can get whatever money that he got up front, back in, whatever. So, um, but yeah, Sam Jackson is, uh, he is definitely taking over for Morgan Freeman as the, uh, uh, the, the the coon to go to, so to speak, to give legitimacy to projects and and whatnot to to try to attract black viewers and he's he is now the king and uh, morgan freeman is now the uh the disposed king just because he's old um but yeah uh, i kind of want to give him an stfu and i still may but yeah it it bothered me because he he shouldn't have said that either no he don't care that that, that check cleared so he was good um he didn't care Alright. Uh the the other side brother topic in uh the box office report is that the King of Catway came out and last week it came out in fifty two theaters and um Catway. The, uh, Catway. Mhm. That's the Disney movie about uh the African girl. It's based on a true story that uh she was a like a chess king or a chess champion. Uh in Africa. Yes. And it's a Disney movie. It opened in 52 screens last week, and then they a wide open released it this weekend, and it bombed. Um, like I think it made like three, maybe three million dollars, something like that. Yeah. I think it was like the number seven movie or something. Um, it yeah. didn't do well at all. Yeah, it, it kind of bombed out, and you know, it got to this point. You know, Disney has a a history of making these kind of you know based on true story events, like the you know the old man that became a pitcher. Or the um, the group of Mexican kids that became cross country runners. I mean, they have a history of making movies like this that are you know somewhat successful for them, and so they make a movie about an African girl chess champion, and it bombs. So why do you have any kind of off the top of your head any reason why you think a movie like that would bomb? Because it's got Disney behind it. It's got, it's supposed to make you feel good. So. Why does this, you know, shit the bed, whereas other Disney movies of its like don't or didn't? Well, it, its budget was only $15 million, so. Right. It's not a big budget movie to begin with. Right. Um, the subject matter is... And then I think a lot of people just didn't know what it was about. I mean... What it was yeah. about? Yes. A lot of people did not know what the movie was about. I think I've seen one commercial about right. it. So I, I mean, Right. I think maybe y'all aren't watching the where they were advertising it the most, which was uh you know on I see a lot of Disney Channel or whatever, so it was on the Disney Channel a lot. Um, so it was. I mean, I've seen a few commercials for it. Um, you know, I. I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna get us in trouble here. Um, a, a I think woman, a, a person playing chess 
in and of itself right there, if you don't, if the name ain't Bobby Fisher. Right. I mean, right. you're going to be struggling to find an audience for that anyway. Right. And then you have, uh, it, it takes place in Africa. You have uh, right. uh, yeah. a African cast. I mean, right. the big part of the movie is uh, Lupita Nyong'o. I mean, mm-hmm. she, people know David. her, but I mean, she's still not like a major headline star. So, mm-hmm. working with that. Um, and like we're saying, yeah, like I said, some people just didn't know what it was about. Right. Okay. Yeah. I th- I think that's part of it. I, I mean, I definitely think you having an, a a an African movie with a mostly African cast set in Africa uh, is definitely going to put off a large portion of like the viewing public. But mm-hmm. two, I also think this is one of those movies too where you know, I, again, I'm going to get us in trouble. What black people say. Like, you know, we want some different types of movies and we want to see this, like, diversity and whatever, and it's a project for people to support. And, and I ain't seeing that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and there is a rift between African Americans and Africans. I mean, there is because they're not the same. It is. There, There is that, there's that divide there. And, I, you know, and I think there's a little bit of, you know, kind of inherited prejudice against one against the other. I don't. I just didn't. I didn't know anything about the movie. I'm gonna go with that. I don't know if I'm gonna red box it or not. Probably not. I don't know. It just. Right. Well, you know, I, I finally saw what a kill in the beat about. Right. So I mean, I'm 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 behind on the movie. Forget it. Right. Yeah. I, I'm not, I wasn't talking to you in general. I was just like I wasn't talking to you specifically. I was just talking in general. I just think that it's just kind of a hard sale sometimes. Like some of these movies that are smart and different and um, uh, like not what black people are used to, you know, because they're used to like getting the lowest common denominator and feeding us bullshit. And so, I mean, after a while, you know, bullshit tastes like bullshit and people will support it. You know, it's not, man, it ain't no comedy. You know, where's the laugh and where's the coon and where's, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, we like, we want these different things, new and diverse. And then when there's an opportunity for it, it doesn't get supported. So, um, you know, I, I mean, I was going to take my daughter to see it because she wanted to see it. She's seen the commercial on Disney all the time. But where I'm currently staying, it wasn't playing anywhere near me. You know, it would have been an hour's plus drive to go and see it. So, and I would imagine now it's going to be less screens than it was last weekend because of its performance. So, um, uh, it's kind of interesting. All right. So, that's um, box office report. Did y'all like our theme music? You didn't say anything. Uh, it was kind of Cutting in and out. Right. No, really? Yeah, that's because it was coming through one of these speakers. Well, we're going to have the same problem with Blurred Notes then. Uh, so let's move on to Blurred Notes. we got five notes, um, or four notes, excuse me, about uh, some news from the week. And one of them is right up y'all's alley, and I don't want to spend too much time on it, but we'll go from the top. Uh, Greg Rucka, the writer of Wonder Woman uh, in DC Comics, uh, basically came out to this week and said that yeah, of course, Wonder Woman. She's either gay or bisexual. Um, and I put in a note to you guys: Is that water is wet news? Like, was is there any point in time where you didn't think that she possibly could be gay or bisexual? Hutch. Um, it's water, man. It's wet. It's, I guess, drinkable. Yeah, I mean that's it's one of those things. Wonder Woman. Uh, I mean, she's a. I mean, yeah, what, I mean, yeah, whatever. They, they've done it in the comic books. 
she yeah, she likes girls. I mean, we saw Zena. Zena likes girls. <laughs> it's, it's mm. Yeah, I'm yeah. just by it. I mean, you know, although her her you know sexual preference has, has never been addressed, has it in the comic book? It, it was addressed in the comic book. Oh, there, was, there was a run where she was. Uh, she liked everybody. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. So I think the term is bisexual. So, um, yeah, I, I, when I saw it, I was like, well, I guess. I mean, she grew up on an island full of women. Um, it would make sense that she would be gay, you know. Uh, and then once she came to the big city, you know, she'd never been exposed to men before. You know, I would imagine that, you know, out of curiosity, she, you know, she might have tried that on too. Like I said, I thought it was kind of water is wet news. The The issue, I think, becomes do they make her bisexual or gay in that big budget movie? And I would imagine that that's a big fat no. What do you think, female perspective? I don't think they're going to address it. I think they are. I don't think they are. Why do you think so, Hush? I think, I mean, the the, the community supports that. But they go, I mean, it's one of those things having, I don't think it's as big a thing as it was 15, 20 years ago when it did in the comic book. Right. Right. Well, if they're ever going to have a hero come out and be gay in a big budget thing, it'll be a woman. Uh, they would never do it with a male hero. Um, like, you know, like as a big budget movie, they would never do it because of whatever reason, especially if it wasn't clear or whatnot that the hero was gay. Um, so if they do. What about who? Zoro the gay blade. Yeah, well. Zorro is like watching westerns. <laughs> <laughs> Zorro is watching westerns. Nobody cares about Zorro. Nobody. And if you don't know, if you don't remember, check about twenty plus years ago for that freaking horrible Antonio Banderas movie. Uh, and even and I loved Catherine Zeta Jones twenty years ago. Even that couldn't get me into the movie theater for Zam Zorro. So uh, yeah, no. Um, but yeah, I, I I I wouldn't think that they would address it in the movie. I don't think they will, uh, just to not piss off the you know the kids that you know I was gonna jerk off the Wonder Woman tonight, but now she's gay. So um, I think they'll probably pass over that part. No, um, that's just my thought. Um, all right, blurred note number two. I'm trying to get like sounders for each blurred note. Hold on. See if this one works. Uh, how about? R2-D2. That's R2. All right, blurred note number two. Uh, there's going to be a Hot Wheels live-action movie. Uh, Justin Lin, who directed The Fast and the Furious, is going to be the director of that movie. Uh, so Hot Wheels, female perspective. Uh, what do you think? Um, <laughs> I guess if it's they turn Transformers into a movie. I'm not surprised. And Battleship. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Battleship. Mm-hmm. What cool, actually. Oh, here we go. That's a good movie. Yeah, that's right. a good movie, though. That would play out well in a, a movie that's well done. But, right. um, yeah, a hot wheel, why not? I mean, they, what, they what? turn Transformers into a movie. What's that, Monopoly? Yeah, they'll do a Monopoly movie, sure. Yeah. And that was my note to you. What what game or toy is next in line to get you know to get a movie? You know, Hungry Hungry Hippos. Um, 
told you, Monopoly. Monopoly, yeah, that could work. I'm sure. I'm sure Kevin Hart is probably going to star in that too, um, as the you know as the Monopoly dude because he'd take that job. Um, it's crazy. Um, so yeah, it's just man, I like Hot Wheels. But I don't think I need to see a Hot Wheels movie. And isn't really the Fast and the Furious a bunch of fucking Hot Wheels movies anyway? Like, wouldn't you just say that? Isn't that a Hot Wheel movie? A bunch of cars yeah. moving real fast, crashing into each other. I mean, not a Hot Wheel movie. Pretty much. Yeah, so why bother? It just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so, yeah. So, no, you, yeah, the Hot Wheel movie. You're dealing with the industry that will reboot a movie umpteen times will make umpteen sequels and so forth. So there you have it. Right. Okay. So right. they're working off of original material at this point. So yeah. And when they do, they only make three million dollars. Right. Yeah, exactly. So you see what happens when they go original. Um, all right. Uh, blur note number three. Hold on, I got a sound before. Hold. On. Chewbacca, me. Love Chewbacca. All right, blurred note number three. There is a live-action Lion King movie coming our way uh, by Disney, directed by John Favreau, which I'm sure he got the job because of his direction of Jungle Book. So, like, hey, you work well with freaking animals and niggas. Here, take a Lion King too. Um, so, live-action uh, Lion King movie. Female perspective. I don't see where that's necessary. Mm-hmm. I re- not with the not with the Disney animation movie, which was well done in my opinion. Um, that's mm-hmm. a classic to a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. And also the Broadway play, which is uh, you know very well done. I mean, right. now that you have those two things which are readily available for people to see. I really don't see where as you know, there's a need to make a live-action movie. Right. Yeah, but, of course, Disney's going to try to drain every dollar out of every pocket. So, um, big hunch. I mean, yeah, make a deal. Why? Why? <laughs> uh, to make more money. You know how it goes. I mean, that's just, that's what Disney, that's what they all do. But Disney's, I mean, look, Disney's already done this with all of their cartoon properties or many of their cartoon properties of turning them into live action. They already did Maleficent that way. We got um, uh, Beauty and the Beast coming out, I think, this year sometime or early next year. I think there's a, a Little Mermaid version of a live action Little Mermaid coming out, too. So, I mean, they're just taking things that they've already made a shit ton of money on and putting, you know, said name white actress in there or whatever. To, to star to get these, to you know, to make the movie. And the, the the issue will become, if they're going to do a live-action Lion King, like the play, are they going to use a bunch of Africans in it? Yeah. See, that's the problem when Disney buys a property. They will run it in the ground. Mm-hmm. And that, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a huge problem with Disney. They will run it in the ground with merchandising, with... Um, sequels and prequels and reboots and live action versions and anime versions and I mean just will run their property in the ground. Exactly. Yeah, you know, and that and that and that's going to be be an issue. You know, if you set a movie in Africa with a bunch of white folks in it, that's going to be a problem. 
but do they care? Well, I don't think that they do, to be honest with you. You know, uh, they don't. You know, they, they're trying to make a movie that's going to appeal to the wide, whitest or widest, widest audience, and um, y- you know, they want to get those dollars. Uh, I, 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 Lion King has never really been one of my favorite movies. I, mean, I don't know how y'all feel about it. Uh, I mean, I've been okay with it, but it's, just, like- it's never really been one of my favorites. So, what is your what is your favorite Disney animated movie? Probably Mulan. Um, yeah, I'd say Mulan. Yeah, I would say so. Um, oh, wow. I wasn't expecting yeah. that, but yeah. <laughs> what were you expecting? I don't know, but that, that one came out of the blue. I would have said, I would have said The Incredibles for you. Yeah, something like that. Oh, yeah. man, you're not, but I'm not talking, that, that's, Pix- that's Pixar. I think you're talking about like, animated Sorry. Disney movies. I wasn't thinking about Pixar movies there when you said that. Like I kind of I look at those as two different yeah. things. The original Incredibles is still Pixar. It's not Disney. <laughs> right. But I wouldn't have expected you to say Mulan, though. My uh, but favorite w- probably be The Little Mermaid. Yeah, I like that one, too. But I like Mulan. It's probably because, you know, probably because, you know, Eddie Murphy was still a star when that was made. You know, and he kind of makes that movie too. You know, uh, but yeah, I just yeah, I always like Mulan. I I can watch that. You know, pretty much whenever Disney, it's on. Disney animated, not Disney movie. Disney, well, Disney animated movie. Ah, uh, Fantasia. Ugh. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that movie either. Never have. Never will. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right, so blurred note number four. Is that the last one? Yes, this is right up your alley. I posted this there. I don't know if y'all checked it on the Facebook page, but noted uh, scientist uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson stated that he was like, you know what? Yeah, we could be living in the Matrix. And so the note that I gave to y'all was like, how does the cosine or confirmation finally feel? How does it feel? <laughs> yeah, we, we <laughs> have to go back to a previous podcast where we stated that the Matrix was still very, you know, relevant to what we're dealing with on a daily basis. Somebody is on this podcast swore up and down. No, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, yeah, so how do you feel about that? He's talking about we literally live in the Matrix. He's not talking about the movies. He's talking to me. That was part of the whole discussion. It was about the relevance of the Matrix and how we feel like we are living in the Matrix. And somebody swore up and down, no, it's not relevant. Don't nobody talk about the Matrix no more. They uh, don't. Nobody like talks it? about, no, okay. nobody, no, not at all. The Matrix 2 and 3, I, I just had this discussion on some, um, with people on Twitter because it was on, I don't know what it was on the, a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was even last week, where they were running the movies on maybe A&E or TNT or something like that. And I stated there, you know, we had this long discussion on, on Twitter about it. It's like the the momentum of the Matrix movies stopped at the architect. Like, it never recovered. That scene from it, – it, it was like pouring cold water on the entire series. It never recovered from that. Nobody disputes that the movie is any good. Nobody disputes that the the first Matrix movie is any good. I don't think that's even a dispute. But I'm also 
not even what we discussed. It wasn't about whether it was any good or not. Maybe, maybe you should go back and listen to that podcast because your comment was that that movie wasn't really relevant to what, you know, we were currently going through. And it, it's not, I mean, the relevance of the movie in and of itself was no longer there. If you're talking about how that movie influenced filmmaking after it was made, yes. If you're talking about how people like view that movie now, like if anybody's like, you know what, I really wish that you know they'd make a new Matrix or something like that. Nobody's talking about the Matrix. That's not even in dispute. It's, it's, it's beyond whether they're gonna make another movie or not. And I'm sure they're gonna make another movie. They will. They will. We all know they will. Somehow, some way, yeah. That's gonna, gonna happen. Before Keanu gets to a certain age, they're going to make another Matrix movie because that you know you're gonna to have to have him in it to kind of tie it all together. Like that's not it. That's not the, the issue. Well, well, Keanu's a vampire, so he does get on. Yeah, he does. This is true. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I was headed with that, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is completely possible. Right, I mean, and that was what his his theory or, you know, you know, whatever was about was basically like, absolutely. You know, and I don't know if you guys got a chance to read the article, but that's basically what he was saying. Like, yeah, it's a real possibility we could be living in the matrix. You know, so, I mean, I thought that that was, you know, just kind of, and I put on there, I was like, hey, like, I, and I put on there, I was like, hey, they, y'all been saying this for years. That's what I put there when I put it under the Facebook page. We have been saying this for quite some time, and that was what we stated when we discussed it in the podcast. I mean, look, like, you know, <laughs> like, this isn't like an example. I mean, and maybe you've had this experience, maybe you haven't. But, you know, you hear this awesome, I mean, you, you think about this obscure song in your head, and or, you know, when you walk into a, a, a restaurant or a... And it's playing. And, and it's playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, or you get in your car and it's playing, and it's not on your iPod. It's something right. that you hear on your show. I mean, some stupid obscure stuff you in 30 years. Right. But you mm. thought about something, and then, some, and then it's playing the next. Like the Truman Show, kind of in a way, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's secret or if it's <laughs> matrix. Or put, right. I mean, some would just be like, huh? Uh, there's 10 million songs out there, and then the one song you be thinking about is playing in, in your local grocery store. Yes, mm. this is an obscure song that you haven't heard in a long time, and it's not a song that they play a lot. Right. So, yeah. And I, I've had, you know, several situations where that's happened to me. Where it's or, or it's right. Deja Vusa. Yeah, Deja Vusa. Right. Deja Vusa is like, huh? What? Right. Yeah, I guess. In the Matrix, right. so, yeah, yeah, um, mm. yeah. And so, so yeah. I mean, we we have been saying that for a minute, and I mean, it. Well, now you have. Well, now you have noted physicist Neil deGrasse Tyson on your side for this. Yeah, That's a cosign. That's a pretty. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a big cosign. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I think I even uh, mentioned in one of our previous podcasts where Morgan Freeman did a whole show about through the wormhole. Was yeah. it? Yeah, about living in the Matrix. So this is not a new theory. I mean, this this theory has been addressed um, uh, in various 
I guess I, more I, I, depth I think, about it. I think but, most people are asleep now than ever. They probably are, yeah. But that's another story. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, I have to agree with you there. But, yeah, so, I mean, it's not a new theory. And, um, yeah, it's nice to, I guess, get some validation from him. But, really, but, but I mean, yeah. they take the best saying shit like that. Yeah, they have. Exactly. I mean, and, and, that's why and I said it's, it's, not, it's not a new theory right. at all. And, the, I mean, and both things have to tell you that the shit that we're going through now happened before. Right. And, and it's three tried to watch Luke Cage last night and you said that the internet was or it was broken on Netflix, right? Was that when you tried? There was some there was some problems trying to watch it last night, yeah. Yeah, there's a, a hashtag going on at Luke Cage hashtag Luke Cage broke Netflix, um, where people were trying to watch it so much and then thinking overrun everything. Now I was going to watch it it, it debuted Friday at midnight. And we had just did the podcast for uh, the Thursday comic book chat with Brother Beavis and Sandman. And we ended at like 11-something. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to stay up. I'm going to watch this so I can talk about it. You know, because people on Twitter and Facebook are dicks, so they'll spoil it. So I was like, I might as well try to get in as much as I can before people start to spoil it. And so 12 o'clock comes. I'm like, all right, I'm ready. Let's go. Press play. There was a couple of followers online. I was like, all right, let's do this. And then they were like, uh, it's not on. What's going on? And it was like, uh, it was 12 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. So it would be 3 o'clock East Coast. I was like, yeah, fuck that. I'm going to sleep. Um, <laughs> there's no way I'm staying up to 3 to start this. Uh, but I did get it. I started watching it Friday morning before going to work. And then um, I may or may not have stolen a few uh, minutes from the, from, the, from the day job and watched an episode or so at work. Um, and then over the course of the last two days, I'm I'm all the way up through episode. I'm watching episode eight. Uh, how many episodes do you guys see? Um, I got one and a half. Okay. Um, I watched probably I watched the first episode and maybe about ten minutes of the second. Okay. All right. What were your initial impressions? I liked it. It to me, it's a combination of. American Gangster, uh, Power, <laughs> uh, uh, let's see here, some other, uh, some other black movies. There's a lot of, oh, not jazz yet, but there's a lot of black movies in there. So, kind of under a Spike Lee kind of movie, too. I think somebody, somebody online said it was like a man called Hawk with superpowers. Um, which I thought was a pretty good description. Um, yeah, uh, okay. Um, so you guys like what you did see? Yeah, I like it. I, I mean, just one, you know, one minor critique. I mean, the the characters are very stereotypical. But, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I don't know if I, I you know, I, I haven't read the comic book, so I don't know if that's based off of what's in the comic book or not. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I thought, Characters were pretty serious. Well, right. the cast, uh, they spread out a casting for for bad black people. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, really well I mean, mm-hmm. right. Well, I think anything that the way that they look in the comic book, they could have never put on screen. Um, right. I think Brother Beavis was saying in the other podcast, the, the Thursday comic chat, as we were previewing for it, was like, you know, kind of reading some of those early Luke Cage Power Man comic books are kind of uncomfortable to read because they're so um, racist, um, you know, because they're, you know, they're all written by a white dude or groups of white dudes and basically just, you know, take stereotypical things in black history and what or black uh, culture and, you know, try to make a movie out of it. And they're pretty awful. Um, the books are pretty awful and the characterizations are pretty awful. So what they've done in the series is modernized them to the point where, you know, setting the show in Harlem and making the characters look like people that may live in Harlem, not necessarily the color of them, but based on whatever their characterization is. Like if you, I don't know if you have a computer by their hush, but if you pull up a picture of Cottonmouth for female perspective from the comic book. Yeah. Yeah. Cottonmouth. Or, or Black Mariah, for that matter, too. Um, you know, if you pull that up, you'll just be like, "What the? F-? Okay, now I see why they try, why they set it in this particular situation, or they set, set them up to look like this because you could not have done this show." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Try, try Black Mariah as well. Okay. Uh, you'll see. You're like, "Ooh, yeah, no, you couldn't have done this." Um, and it, I mean, like I said, I'm you know, almost done with the thing. I think it's 13 episodes. I have, um, I'm on episode eight. Um, and before we get into this, like shout out to a friend of the show, Curtis Cook. Happy birthday, Curtis, by the way, too. Um, Happy birthday, Curtis. Yes. Um, he, oh, no. he, yeah, he, yeah, exactly. So he plays, <laughs> um, yeah, it's awful. Uh, he plays uncle Pete, uh, in the show. And um, and, he, and he does play a vital role in what happens in the in the series. Um, and like I said, Curtis uh, said that um, he had filmed a, a bunch of stuff, but they wind up cutting out most of it. Um, so he winds up only in one episode. But it is a vital role in in the characterization of, of two of the main uh, villains in the show. But um, like I said, I'm eight episodes in. Uh, I think it's actually outstanding. Um, it's unapologetically black. It's unapologetically feminist as well, as well, where, you know, many of the main characters besides Luke are all females from Misty Knight to the night nurse to uh, the detectives and the, and the priest. I mean, you guys are a little bit behind or whatever. I mean, it's unapologetically black, and uh, I love it. Like, I, I mean, you know, I, I, the first episode I thought was a little bit slow, and it kind of had me worried. I was like, man, I don't know about this. But the, the the dude that plays Cottonmouth is an incredible actor, and you see his characterization goes like over the course of the movie, as well as the guy that plays Shades as well. Um, pull up Shades from Luke Cage too from the cartoons, and you'll see that that's a uh, female perspective. That's not a great characterization either. Um, you know, honestly, I think the guy that plays Luke Cage might be, you know, and he's not like a bad actor. Might be the worst actor in the whole series. Um, to be honest with you. I was going to say that one of the reviews I read leading up to, you know, the premiere uh, was that, you know, it was kind of, it had a slow start. So, because I think the critics were only allowed to see the first seven episodes. Mm-hmm. And he found out, you know, that it kind of had a slow build up. And I think right. he was 
be, I guess, as or to have the same kind of tone that like Daredevil and so forth had. And I think the tone is a little different. But he also said that um, to him, the standout was Missy Knight. He felt like she made yeah. the show. They, they Agreed. Are. Well, there was yeah. a, there was a New York Times review that was total bullshit. He was like, "Oh well, you know the you know he was a better uh, background character in Jessica Jones or whatever." Now I haven't seen you know Daredevil season one, Daredevil season two, and then Jessica Jones as well. Um, I mean, this is better than Daredevil season two because the second half of Daredevil season two was uh, rubbish, um, and it, you know I think it's as good, if not better, than Jessica Jones. You know the the characterizations of this the the characterization of this show and how it builds again through eight episodes or seven episodes is outstanding. You know, uh, I, 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 I and again, I, you know, it's one of those things like, do I got my black shades on? You know, but black people are overly critical about everything. So I'm like, you know, this might be some bullshit, uh, and and I don't know if I'm gonna really like it or it might be crazy or it might be bad, and it is not. Like, it's a really good show. And I, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't know that a lot of people will get it like that aren't black. Does that make sense? Like, does it matter if white critics don't like the show or white people don't like the show? Hush. I mean, what are you, what are you trying to appeal to? I mean, Luke mm-hmm. Cage, Luke Cage is a fringe character in the Marvel universe, even though they have tried to puppy. But not any, not yeah, anymore think, though. Do you think really? he's fringe anymore? I mean, he's been an Avenger. He has been yeah, a I mean, but so is Triathlon. I mean, he's right. Triathlon, but, yeah, that. Uh, but I, I don't. I mean, he's there. I mean, but uh, he's there. He kind of reminds me of Cyborg. No, that's that, awful. Yeah. Well, I, I, I definitely don't think that at all. I think he's a much bigger character than Cyborg is in any and every incarnation of, of Luke Cage, especially since he's gone from Power Man to Luke Cage. Once they went into that version of the character and made him an ex or made him a, an Avenger, I think they've gone in a much broader direction for the character uh, and made him much more important in the universe. Um, I think he, yeah, the, you know, the characterization, at least in the books with, uh, you know, with Jessica Jones, and he's got his own, he's got his kid now. Like I just think it's you know he's a much bigger character than that anymore. Uh, and I would say he's probably the most, you know, probably the most popular outside of Black Panther now. Probably the most popular African American male character. I would say, you know, he's definitely bigger than Falcon. But that's just not. I mean, again, that's like being a tall midget. You know, is because there's not that many of them. You know, right. I understand what you're saying. Um, right. But yeah, I. I mean, I think the show is great. The soundtrack is great. Uh, the music in the show is really, really um, outstanding. Um, and then I think we need to also talk about, even though y'all haven't seen it yet, um, Rosario Dawson is in it as the night nurse again, you know, kind of bridging the gap between all. She wasn't in Jessica Jones, but she does bridge the gap between the Daredevil series, and they're kind of tying them all together where eventually they're going to have a series where there's Luke she Cage. Was- Did she make it into Jessica Jones? It was in Jessica Jones. Oh, yeah, that's right, that scene at the hospital. Yeah, that's right, you're right. Um, yeah, so yeah, she's in that. I mean, you know, it's just a really it, – it's very well done, at least through eight episodes. I'm not sure about, you know, what the, the, the conclusion is. I've been trying to stay off Twitter and Facebook because, you know, like I said, people will spoil it. You know, some fans on 
Twitter and Facebook were like, hey, hit me up after episode seven. I need you to talk to me after episode seven. You know, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm on whatever I was. And so today when I had an opportunity, you know, I probably watched three or four episodes and I finally got through seven. And there is a big twist in there. I won't spoil it yet, uh, but there's a huge twist in there. And I was like, yo. <laughs> They're like, right? A game changer in the series, for sure. Um, yeah, just, it's, just by, by telling us it was a big twist, you did just spoil it. But I didn't tell you what happened. That's not spoiling. Yeah, you told us to expect a twist. So now we know to look for a twist in episode seven. So thanks. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, yeah, it, it's it definitely it definitely is a, a, a turning point for sure. So yeah, I would. Um, but yeah, I definitely think it's. Um, I think it's very well done. Um, and uh, I don't, I don't know if it'll be what we call critic proof. Hutch, you, you, do you think it's critic proof? Like where it's just going to get in second season just because you know it's going to have this huge following of you know kind of people of black and people of color that are watching the show. I mean, to this point, if they can do a show where, first off, if Jessica Jones got a season two, right? Yeah. I would they imagine look, so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Luke Cage will get a, a season two. Right. But let's not talk about, like, Jessica Jones was a bad show or nothing. I mean, it had one of the, it was, you know, it was very well done because it had a great villain. You know, I think, if anything, Luke Cage, at least through whatever I've seen now, is like it might suffer that it doesn't have a great villain. And I think, like, kind of people critiquing it against Daredevil, it's like you have to kind of understand, like, that Luke Cage is pretty much invulnerable, you know, where Daredevil isn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to have to have, like, different types of, um, like, villains and how you're going to deal with him because he's, it's hard to kill him, you know? So you're going to have to kind of, you know, frame the villains or frame the, the, the narrative of the story around the fact that you have somebody that really can't be hurt. Um, and that makes it a little bit more difficult, I think, whereas, you know, Daredevil could easily be hurt and is hurt all the time, which is why he needs the night nurse all the time. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought it was, I thought that part was very well done. Did you see, I mean, you saw the first two episodes. What did you think about the guy that played Cottonmouth as an actor? Oh, I thought he was very good. He, he's good on, um, he's on a, um, what's that other show with Kevin Hart? Oh, Good um, House of Cards, yeah. He House of Cards, a, okay. A pretty interesting character on there as well. And he, he's good on House of Cards, so I'm not surprised mm. that. There's a lot of House of Cards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does seem to be a transfer of some of the actors from yeah. House of Cards. I was watching yeah. Curtis watching. included. Yeah. Um, and there's also, um, and then you there's, know, uh, well, I keep wanting to call her Viola Davis, but it's not Viola Davis. It's, uh, Who's Woodard. playing Black Mariah? Alfred Woodard. Yeah, Alfred Woodard, right. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, and she does a great job. I mean, she's pretty much good in everything she's in. I mean, she's such a good actress, so I don't know how much it matters. But, yeah, she does, you know, good work as uh, as Black it's, Mariah. You know, uh, Viola Davis didn't get enough credit until, you know, she got her own show, but, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I think it's well done. Probably post podcast, I'll probably um, start and try to finish episode eight, and then at some point in time, try to finish the whole series. I, this is for sure. This has come to one of these things too. Uh, uh, we th- we did a whole podcast about this. Where I am not a binge watcher. Like I cannot like binge 
like shows, you know, people were like, oh, I'm taking, you know, starting Cage Timber. You know, they were going to take the day off and watch the whole series. I'm like, I am not that dude. Like, if I, I get, like, two or three episodes in, after a point, I'm like, I need a break, you know, just because, like, I don't know how somebody could sit there and watch all of that stuff, like, back to back to back, no matter how good it is. I'm just not a binge watcher. Um, just can't. So, uh, because it's something too, I can't share with my kids, you know, because of the content or whatever. So I have to find times to watch it when they're not around, uh, which is problematic because, you know, it's late and I'm older and sleepy. So uh, <laughs> it makes it difficult for me to get those in. So, but yeah, I, I y'all are two episodes in. I would highly suggest, you know, drawing it out a little bit, you know, because it, it, has, it has definitely gotten better as it goes forward. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, yeah, that's our Luke Cage preview or review, uh, at least a few episodes in. Uh, spoilers all around uh, after this week. So we're, we're, you're definitely okay for spoilers after this week. All right. So uh, let's what time? Okay, we're just under an hour. So y'all got any STFUs? I got a, I got a few of them, and I got a sounder for that too. But you got any STFUs? Well, we can talk about our experience with <laughs> Gladys Knight. And- yeah, you know what? And, and y'all had mentioned that before. We couldn't podcast last week. Uh, my other part of that is the last time that I was in the metro area, uh, Gladys Knight's restaurant got like a 52 on its health inspection thing. So you should have – that should have been a red flag as it was. But go ahead. What happened to Gladys Knight? Well, first of all, we, we know it probably will not be open for too much longer. Uh, yeah. It's issues with the owner and health issues and so forth. Uh, but, you know, someone purchased a Groupon and it's a So, henceforth, that's how that came about. <laughs> and you know, if you're on Groupon, you probably are struggling. <laughs> Hold, hold up. I've had a few Groupons that have worked out swimmingly. I've had a couple that went the way of the dodo, but I had a few Groupons that did that did work out very, very well. So, but go ahead. Yeah. Yes, anyway, so yes, what somebody in our uh, conglomerate got a uh, Groupon, and we was like, you know what, this place is probably going to close because of all the situation. So let's go mm. check them out. Well, it's downtown Atlanta, so in of itself right there is trouble. There ain't no place to park. That is correct. Right. But uh, luckily I got a urban outdoorsman <laughs> to advise me on a place to park for free, provided I gave him some uh, some uh, gas money. But he ain't ready to have a car. <laughs> yeah, so after I gave him some gas money, I did find a nice place to park, and we went to the restaurant. Oh, well, well, the reason what led to us finding another place to park was the car next to us, the booty. So, had a booty. You know, we were like, this might not be a good place to stay. So, <laughs> so yeah. If, you haven't, if, if you're not black, if you haven't had the car booty, raise your hand. Yeah. So, yeah, plus we got the parking situation straightened out. Huh. Now, yeah, so I, the 
going into the restaurant with right. a whole different story. Right. It's very Luke Cage's. Yeah, they could have been Luke Cage. Yes, it looked like mm-hmm. a, a dark, dank basement. <laughs> but y'all had been there before before it went the way that way, right? Like it was never. It wasn't always like that. I've never been. I've like, never been there. Oh, okay. Like I went like there when I first bad. moved up there, and it wasn't that bad. Oh really? You you did what? Yeah. Say that again. I went there when I first moved up there probably 10 years ago and we had some friends from from Florida come up and I went there and it didn't it wasn't that bad like it I, I definitely didn't feel that way if that's if if that helps you Well this I mean but this where in 2016 that place was it, it I mean if the helicopter came in that beach and said we closing I would be yeah. uh, I understand yeah we'll What took you right. so long yeah Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when we got in there, we were told it would be what a half an hour. Uh, yeah, it was like, yeah. yeah, a half an hour away. Right. And we were like, all right. So, um, and there really wasn't anywhere for us to sit, so we just kind of stood in the in, in the middle. Now, I don't think that this was around six thirty, seven o'clock on a on a weekend night, and. They had a list already of all the stuff that's already been. They go. Oh have yeah, they uh, stuff they had read out of. Right. So they they had already run out of uh, quite a few uh, menu, menu items. Right. So, mm. <laughs> so that could have been a good indication right. right there. I would have laughed normally, but like I said, the group on. The group Yeah, we were about a half an hour away. So, you know, we, we kind of chilled, whatever, for a half an hour or so. And there were some other couples who were ahead of us who were also waiting. Uh, there was another couple that was seated, like, um, to the left of us. They had been they had been there, I guess, for a minute because they got there before us. And then, you know, a half an hour passed, and that couple was still waiting, and we were still waiting, and we were like, wait a minute, what's going on? So the couple that was seated um, – uh, she went up to, you know, the, the desk to to find out what was going on, and I guess they told her there was, like, they were backed up in the kitchen. They were trying to get the orders caught up. They mm-hmm. had no idea how much longer it was going to be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that tells you, yeah, that gives you an idea of what we were dealing with. So, <laughs> uh. Yeah, exactly. That's what we said. Uh, and, and more people were coming. <laughs> yeah, more people were coming in as this was occurring. And to top that off, there was another, uh, there were no, another uh, two girls that were seated. And they were there before all of us. And we thought, you know, we didn't find out later. We thought that they had already eaten and they were just kind of talking. They still hadn't gotten their food. <sighs> <laughs> they, I mean, we we were there a good solid hour standing easily, maybe longer than that. We thought we thought this couple, the girls, had already eaten and right. had checked, and they could they had been there since six or something right. like that. Right. Mm-hmm. food. Right. So we were like, "Are you kidding me?" Wow. <laughs> I, yeah. I just the way it was handled was just it, it was yikes. It was a knee-grow production. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Uh, yeah. right. well. And then the picture was coming into the place. Yeah, the, people were still coming in, and after a while, they had to tell people they, they couldn't feed anyone because, you know, they still weren't caught up on their orders. It was two hours ago. Right, from two hours ago. People were seated at tables and still hadn't gotten their food yet. Who was For two hours? For two hours? Yeah. Hours. No, let's see. Okay. Yeah, that's a problem. Well, I mean, and that is, that's a Negro production for sure. Um, that's just something that should never, ever, ever happen in any restaurant, let alone, you know, that should never happen. Um, <laughs> but what would have been better if things had just been honest? You know, when, when, right. we, when we came and said, you know, we're behind on the orders, it's going to be this long before we get called up. So, you know, yeah, at least give us the opportunity to make the decision whether we want to stay there or not. Instead of right. telling us it's half an hour, no one's doing well, it wasn't going to be half an hour. Right. So, here's another thing, too, where this is one of those things you got to respect your elders, respect people that you like, uh, what, what about tribal loyalty. Look, we mm-hmm. love her. Yes. Uh, for Empress of Soul, we love her. That's why, that's 90% of the reason why I went. I think that's why a lot of people go because of her name. If her name wasn't on there, then yeah, that, right. that place probably would have been closed for quality minutes. Right. So, right. So, yes, I'm like, all right, because I love Gladys Knight and my mother loves Gladys Knight, and my aunt and grandmother show in the blank blank love Gladys Knight because I can still hear uh, leaving this damn train to Georgia in my head right now. <laughs> yes, you could. Right. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, wow. we and waited and waited to get some chicken wings and collard greens. Yeah, no, it's chicken and waffles. <laughs> that, that's supposed to be this special, the chicken and waffles. Right. Mm. Uh, uh, and, yeah, it's just uh, the way the whole thing was was handled and managed was was not good. And then to find out, I mean, I, I don't know if you heard about this uh, before you moved, but in the news, which is currently, this situation is currently going on, where her son, who supposedly owns a restaurant, um, Gladys Knight wants her name taken off of the restaurant because of his issues with racketeering and all this other stuff. And paying no taxes. Pay taxes and all this other right. stuff. She wants her name removed. Um, now, this, this being, and I, I'm, I'm going to be blunt, uh, yeah. this is a side Negro. I'm going to be Instead of granting his mother's wish, he would prefer to put her personal business out in the street. He said she has dementia and mm-hmm. Alzheimer's and so forth, so she's not able to make these decisions. Henceforth, she, he should be allowed to still use her name. Now, is that mm. not something or what? Yeah, that's some yeah. Bobby Brown shit right there. Well, what was that? That's some Bobby Brown sorry-ass <laughs> nigga shit right there. Exactly, exactly. So they're in a legal battle for her name to be removed from mm. the restaurant. Um, Which should not be a legal battle. No, it shouldn't. He should have right. granted that. Like we said, the restaurant probably would not be open for much longer. But anyway, um, most of the 
most of the reason that people go to that restaurant is because of her name. Correct. So, Not for his, for sure. Gladys Knight's son. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that whole situation and our experience at that restaurant, yeah, I I definitely don't see it staying open for much longer. But I did mm-hmm. that. I gave him an STFU. Yeah, yeah he does get an STFU. <laughs> but if not, no. word, the restaurant gets an STFU. And he gets a <laughs> oh, okay. Let's see if my my sounder will work for this. Hold on. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that Good to know that one worked. All right, so definitely to Gladys Knight. The Gladys Knight experience is a big STFU. Um, yeah. You got anything else or anybody else? Yeah, I love you. Uh, yeah, let's preference that with yeah. saying that yeah. this is not for Gladys Knight at all. Or Ron Wyatt. Yeah, Ron Wyatt. I think his name is on the restaurant as well. But you don't okay. hear anything at all. Right, no. but, yeah, well, she's still a bigger name than Ronald Wyatt or whatever. So. Right. But yeah, okay. the S- you is strictly for her son, who is the owner of the restaurant. And I know. Right. Let's go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you right. go. There you go. Uh, I got two STFUs, uh, both related to Trump, but not Trump himself. And I agree, we might have to Voldemort his name until after the election. Um, the first one is John Voigt. Um, John Voigt's a sorry motherfucker, for real. Like, like no wonder your daughter don't want to fuck with you. You are an idiot. Um, but probably more than anything, he was saying, uh, I, I don't want to give the exact quote, but he was basically, he went on like Hannity or one of those shows and was saying, and I'm getting tired of being referred to as the blacks, air quotations, uh, as if we're, that we're a monolith. Go I'm glad you mentioned that, but what that tells me is you're coming from a standpoint of you're not really heavily exposed exposed to African Americans or black because you you would know that you wouldn't refer to our culture as the black. The blacks, yes, uh, and that is a talking point for the Trump people and camp. And he, uh, John Voigt was basically like, you know, uh, the blacks are going to turn out in droves to vote for Trump, you know, because oh, he said no, excuse me. Hold on, no, no, no. He said that they they would, meaning the blacks, the blacks would turn out in droves if we can educate them. I was like, yeah, say what now? Uh, we got to be educated. If y'all would educate us, then we would turn out for Trump. Listen, motherfucker, shut the fuck up, um, for real. Like, get the hell out of here, sit all the way down, eat a bag of dicks. Like, whatever award that we can give you, that's the award that your daughter been giving you for the last 20 years, you sorry-ass piece of shit. Okay? Yeah, fuck but, you. I don't need this, to be educated. This is why you podcast on the middle day of the weekend and not the end of the weekend because I can really go off on a Saturday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, you don't got the energy now? <laughs> hey, yeah. Yeah, because... We're trying to get, yeah, yeah, go to a whole different mentality to go to work 
tomorrow. But yeah, yeah. Well, right. <laughs> now, first off, here's the thing. Now, John Boy is a whack job, and apparently he's heading towards that uh, community of bigots. Uh, but sure. But Andrew Jolie's no angel either. Right. No, ducks have ducks. Like I'm not saying I'm not saying that, but I'm also not saying like I don't need to be educated by you. Like I know exactly what's going on with Donald Trump. Like you ain't telling me nothing, and he's not gonna be telling me anything that I ain't never heard before. Like you kidding me? Like the the, the blacks already have represented and recognized that Donald Trump is full of shit. Like you don't need to educate the blacks on this. You need to educate your sorry, no tooth having freaking. Puddle jumping white folks that they can't do this. Like that's the people that need to be educated on this freaking fascist egotistical maniac that they've nominated for the presidential nomination. And that's who needs to be educated. Now, I don't know if you saw this clip. I think I I couldn't post it to YouTube or Facebook for some reason, but there was some you know comedian on Comedy Central that went to a Trump rally to basically show how ignorant the you know the people there were. You know, of course there was all the birtherism and he's a Muslim stuff, but the one dude was like. Yeah, so yeah, like why why wh- where was Obama during nine eleven? Why wasn't he in the office? He was always taking all these uh, vacations and stuff. And the dude was like, Yeah, why wasn't Obama in the Oval Office during September eleven? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> Two thousand and one. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I wonder why he wasn't in the Oval Office then. He's like you know, the dude was like, Yeah, that's a question that we need answered. Like and he was legit like for real. <laughs> Donald Trump, you know, the blacks 
would be voting in droves for him. So it's the media's fault. I'm like, really? You really fixed your mouth to say that dumb shit? And you black, too? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the check's clear. But shit, you, uh, you're trying to cash a check from Donald Trump. It better be coming from somebody else that wrote it. Because um, he ain't exactly the greatest bu- uh, businessman in the world. If you saw all that stuff about his tax returns, that he right, ain't paid right. taxes in 20 years uh, because okay. he lost a he lost a billion dollars. Uh, you ain't a great businessman if you lose a billion dollars, son. Sorry, you are not. He's a shyster buffoon. That's exactly what he is. <laughs> Agreed. That's that's a perfect description of of, of Donald Trump. Uh, a shyster buffoon. Perfect. Um, and yeah, it's and. I, I just I don't get it. Well, I do get it. It just tells you. And I, we, I said this two weeks ago on the comic book show. It just tells us how awful that the Democratic candidate is. Also, that it's even gotten out this far, like because she is so. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. for the Republican Party too. Yeah, I mean, and again, it's like a you know, it's just it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know, hashtag I guess I'm with her. You know, because you can't really, you know, I mean, the alternative is just awful. You can't elect this freaking egomaniac, hashtag alt-right, hashtag bigot, hashtag asshole, hashtag oompa loompa to become president. You just can't do it, you know. And I, honestly, I don't even know if he really wants to be president. I don't want to take this off to a different version of this podcast. I don't think he really even wants to do it. I think it's just a, a dick measure thing at this point. He has gone out of his way to say and do absolutely everything to almost guarantee that he shouldn't be president, and he still has some dumbass supporters. I mean, he's basically come out saying, and he said this at one of his press conferences, I could go out and shoot somebody, and I would still have people supporting me. And he is absolutely correct. That's just how dumb his supporters are. That's yeah, they, we, they are. <laughs> the blacks. <laughs> Yeah, gotta shoot the blacks. Um, so yeah, so. I do not believe he wants to be president either because he has gone out of his way to say and do just about everything you could possibly think of to not be president. Right, and, mm-hmm. and still has people support. Right. All right. So as always, we can give Donald Trump this award. Hold on, let me cue it up again. He can get one every single week. Shut the fuck up. So, all right. All right, so that's going to wrap up Podcast 46 as we are headed towards Podcast 50. I can't believe we've gotten that far, Uh, Podcast 50. Uh, Real quick, just like yes or no, or if you're watching anything, just let me know. Have you watched any of the new shows that have premiered? Anything that caught your fancy? Um. I still watch an episode of Lone Survivor. That's the the um, the TV show. The new Twenty Four. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, was, it was all right. Why did you watch? Okay. Um, because I thought it was an interesting concept. You, you never watched Twenty Four, though, right? I did. I did watch the second when they did when I didn't watch the original Twenty Four series, but when it came back. back. Yeah. yeah, and they did like uh, I, I think it may have been like ten episodes. Right, right, right. I, I watched that. The last milky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Hutch, you watch anything new? I ain't seen shit. 
<laughs> oh, good to know. Um, well, again, my lack of a DVR has cut into my ability to watch TV, and I—I I'll, 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 think I posted this. I'll, I can't go back to watching live TV, man. I, I can't. That's the dark ages. I can't do it. I need to be able to fast forward through stuff. Um, so I haven't watched anything um, that's uh, new. Well, actually, you know what? That's not true. I watched that new show with uh, uh, what's that light-skinned, pretty-eyed dude? Um. That's not Jesse Williams. Um, Secrets and Lies or something like that. Something like Conspiracy Show on ABC on their Sunday night block. I think it comes on before or after Quantico. Um, and uh, what's that dude's name? Anyway, basically his murder, his wife gets murdered, and they're trying to tell the story backwards on how who, and somebody's setting him up for it or blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It seemed interesting. It was on. It's probably going to be on probably as soon as they get done talking to y'all. I might watch it again. But I, like I said, I, I don't have a DVR. Um, and it's going to be hard to be able to come back and, you know, to watch shows like that because you got to stay up and watch the whole thing. You can't fast forward your stuff. So, that, I, I, yeah, I've been spoiled. So, that's it. Okay. And I don't think there's anything coming up anyway. I, the fall schedule didn't really look all that exciting to me. So, I don't think there was anything. I was like, oh, I can't wait for that to come out. So, it's kind of like whatever. Network TV, and Hutch has been saying this for seven to ten years, network TV is dying. It's slow, slowly dying, but it's just dying. Like people, you know, Netflix and the other shows are proving that it's just, it's just dead. Would you say the same, Hutch? Still. Uh, hashtag yes. Um, yeah. Now, it is. I think uh, Comcast. He and Comcast had some issues. Yeah. Uh, something. <laughs> so I'm trying. I I can't get any NBC shows on my. Uh, all my devices, and since uh, Comcast owns NBC, uh, right. I think Comcast has got it out for me, so I can't see nothing. Yeah. This, yeah, this time it's personal. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, so we'll wrap up podcast 46 uh, from Brothers Comics. Uh, you'll be able to find this podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. Feel free to leave a uh a review or a five-star review, if you if not, if you'd like, that'd be great. Uh, any upcoming events? I'm supposed to have a con here in Tampa, if I can get press for it, uh, at the end of October, the Tampa MegaCon. Um, so hoping to get press for that. Still waiting on my application. Uh, and then looking a little further ahead, the Paradise City Comic Con, which is the Fort Lauderdale Comic Con, is my birthday weekend uh, in December. And I'm definitely hoping to get pressed for that uh, because, one, it's my birthday weekend, but, two, um, Lando's going to be there. And so that's always going to be my hope and dream and gift is to try to get a picture with and or talk to uh, uh, Billy D. Williams. So kind of crossing my fingers for that one. Yeah. Well, you know, it becomes one of those things. I mean, you know, God bless him. Billy, you got to be, what, 80 at least. And, you know, that, that that's not a joke. So I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just, I'm just saying that you know, but at a point, on the white, nobody on the on the uh, white side of town, they only know that Lando. Correct. Yeah. No. I, and shit, I ain't going to go talk to him about Lady Sings the Blue or Bingo's All Stars, nigga. I'm just going to, yeah. you know, <laughs> talk to him about being Lando too. But at least that. It's awful, man. What? He's done other things beyond Star Wars. Come on. Exactly. 
But I'm just saying, I, I want to talk to him. You know, I mean, look, Mando's a superhero for just about every black freaking space opera loving people that grew up in the 70s and 80s, man. Because he was it, really. So at least, at least, if if nothing else, and I generally would never pay for like to, or get in line to take a picture with a famous person, but I would probably do it for Lando. He's probably one of the few, even though he's you know elderly at this point. So. Uh, but yeah, that's in December, so just kind of looking out for that. Um, but like I said, you know, yes, feel free to leave a review, listen, share with your friends and whatnot. Uh, we definitely like to get your feedback and everything like that. Um, I think that's it. Uh, we're going to close with some Luke Cage music uh, from the, I think it's from episode four. And it was a, a rapper on there. It has a lot of uh, like musical introductions or interludes during the show. So this was one of the rappers that was in there. Um, and we'll kind of play that on the way out. Um, I'm going to dub it in at the end, and you guys won't hear it, but um, that's about it. So I am the producer, and that's it. I'm going to end the podcast 46. Uh, female Perspective, go ahead and sign off. Adios from the Female Perspective. And the 10 percenter himself, uh, <laughs> uh, Big Hutch, go ahead and sign off. Yeah, uh, Purple Grace. And alcohol forever, baby. Woo! <laughs> Good to know. All right, y'all. Y'all take it easy. Peace. Niggas fighting over rings. Niggas won't be the game, but long little cheek. For a little old thing, little boys bang, bang. Long little cheek. Niggas fighting over rings. Niggas won't be the game, but long little cheek. Yeah, watch pretty mama while I slay my cane. Long little chief. Uh, cockroaches in the ratchet. Uh, hand me downs with the patches. Mama put a little money in the mattress. Taught me how to make a silver spoon out of plastic. You can either sink, swim, or be the captain. Get the last word, I'ma get the last laughing. Now they say you're dinner while you're dressing so classy. I don't want my best dressed day in the casket. You can either leave, follow. Or get out the way, make a fucking move, it will make my fucking day Got a hundred year plan, you just think about the day Always been about time, more than been about pay Got up with me, Usain could've run with me Chief come to find you, you don't come for me At best you could run a little company Nigga at worst I could run the whole country That's right, pimp game like a brothel That's why, I don't judge a nigga's hustle I Airbnb the crib like a hostel Rate cheaper could the streets get hostile Shot the boy, this far from a hobby boy So no, I won't record for your homie boy I turn the party out like a naughty toy Then I go and hide in plain sight like a lobby boy Yes sir, that's your dinner on the banner Riding for my niggas getting locked up in a slammer Elders saying everything's a nail to a hammer And niggas can't spell, but we know I Instagram Well done better than well said I read niggas well, a nigga well read Really, I ain't met nobody smarter That's why I got admitted, but I still rejected Harvard I'm the Fresh Prince, in a school where they couldn't read Mama put me in a school with the Kennedys When I met Bill Clinton, I was 17 But dead presidents was all my niggas need Dining with the governor's daughter And the father say I remind him of Obama I'm the chief diplomat, every day And I'm black and white Janelle Monet, they won't be the king, but 
Long little chief For a little old thing, little boys bang bang Long little chief Niggas fighting over ranks, niggas won't be the king, but Long little chief Now watch pretty mama while I slay my cane Long little chief